Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Friday, May 26th edition of the Basement Academy. As we head into this a very full Memorial Day weekend at Greenwich, just a couple notes. Um, this coming Sunday, uh, we're welcoming Pastor Victor Fernandez and his wife, Beda, to be with us. Uh, they've come to share in the uh, dedication of our prayer garden as we dedicate that in loving memory of Mike Sims. Uh, Victor and Mike um, have shared a special relationship uh, over the years. Uh, Sunday is also Heather Sorensen, our artist in residence. It's her last uh, Sunday. And so we'll be having a nice reception after the 11 o'clock service uh, to honor and, and, and thank Heather for her, her time with us. Uh, and then just administrative note on Monday, the Basement Academy will take the day off and hope that you'll observe uh, that day appropriately and well. Uh, and so just a few administrative notes before we turn to the last of my favorite psalms for now. They're all my favorite, right? And so we've reflected on 28 of the 150 psalms. Uh, I expect I'll pick up the theme uh, at some other point later in the year or uh, perhaps early next year. Uh, but I think on Tuesday, I'm going to turn into a brand new topic. And so I invite you to tune in for that. But now let's read another of my favorite psalms, Psalm 116. I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came upon me. I was overcome by trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O oh Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple-hearted. When I was in great need, he saved me. Be at rest once more, O oh my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, O Lord, have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, therefore I said, I am greatly afflicted. And in my dismay, I said, all men are liars. How can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly, I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Psalm 116. I think I could reflect on every one of these verses. Um, they're, so, they're so meaningful to me uh, over the years. I, I begin with this first verse. I love the Lord for he heard my voice. Um, perhaps this is the extroverts psalm, right? We extroverts <laughs> have a lot of words we've got to get out every day, and it sometimes feels like people may not be listening to us well. But I suspect this is uh, something that is shared by the whole human family. 
clearly there's some trouble, right, that the psalmist has going on. And sometimes we we don't feel like we can share it because we don't think people will understand it or we've tried to share it and they haven't listened well and so we're shy about doing it again. Whatever the circumstances, we, we all walk through life feeling a little bit unknown, unheard, unlistened to. I love the Lord because he heard my voice. He turned his ear to me. God is always listening. And so um, if nothing else, and I don't mean this in a flippant way, I mean this seriously, the Psalms are very therapeutic. You know, we talk about talk therapy. You have therapeutic interventions with medicine and physicians, but also talk therapy where we sit with a counselor, a therapist, and we think out loud about what is troubling us and they offer responses but they listen to us and so the lord is always listening to you so you can speak some of it out uh, this way uh, through our prayers Um, there's some um, deathly challenge that the psalmist is facing verse three the cords of death entangled me the anguish of the grave came upon me i was overcome by trouble and sorrow we don't know if it was uh, impending death or fear of impending death of the psalmist himself, or was it the, the trouble of the grave of the death of a loved one? And there may be some inclination this later, um, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of the saints. So perhaps reflecting on the death of a loved one. But in that time of trouble, the, 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 the Lord has heard and then there's this, this reflection. The Lord is gracious and righteous and compassionate. The Lord protects the simple-hearted. There is much to be said about being a simple person. Now, you know, our world will mock the simple. They'll, like you're a simpleton or a simple-minded. Simple-hearted. I've got a very simple heart. I, I, I think life is, and I want to have a simple heart. I'll say it that way. I think we tend to make life a little more complex than it actually is. I think Jesus helped us along the way. Um, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Be about these things. And so there's, there's, there's a simplicity, right? And there have been movements, simplicity movements around how to keep the home and how to declutter. Um, there's books about simple church. Just let's just come to church. Let's gather, let's worship, let's fellowship. Let's read our Bibles, let's go home. Let's do church simply, not have everything be complex. And so um, the Lord protects the simple-hearted. And so this psalm, uh, month by month as I read it, reminds me, just keep it simple, Meeks. (laughs) Just keep it simple. I have a tendency to want to make things a little trickier and harder and more complex than they are. So this psalm helps me. Uh, Love that language. Uh, Be at rest once more, O my soul. The psalmist turns and talks to themselves all the time. You know, there's, there's a lot of talking directly to the Lord, 
but there's a lot of self-talk. Now, now prayer, th- these are prayers, but but we're, we're talking to ourselves in the presence of God. Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. So there's some measure of comfort that has come when the anguish of the grave has been set upon him, crying out to the Lord who hears, and some sense of peace, a peace that perhaps passes understanding, uh, comes upon. For you, O Lord, have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I love that kind of poetic lilt that is there. My soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. And this is, this is what God has done, right? And this is what God will do. He delivers us. This is one of the root meanings of salvation, deliverance, rescue. And so, again, don't know all of the circumstances, grief, um, loss, perhaps fear of their own death. When we each contemplate our own death, you know, we, we often turn away from that and turn towards rather than turn towards it, which is why I love this psalm. And it's one of my favorites. It, it keeps the reality of death in front of us. We would rather pretend and avoid the topic altogether. Our world and our culture certainly does. Our world is flippant about death. You know, you can just have video games and shoot them up and movies where people die all the time and blood and carnage. And pff. The Psalms help us prepare for death. The death of loved ones and our own death and to contemplate our own appointment with the grave. And so I sense it's probably both of, well, for me, both of these are in play. As I meditate and contemplate the death of loved ones, my parents in recent years, you know, friends and others, um, and and then to meditate upon my my own death. And so this, this reality of God delivering our soul from death. We have to, we prepare for the grave well by remembering that God has delivered our souls from death. That which binds us, that which enslaves us, our sin, our rebellious hearts, God sets us free from that. We now love the Lord. We now pursue the Lord. We want to speak to the Lord. We want to run towards him rather than away from him. And so God has redeemed us. He's rescued us. My eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. Oh, God, deliver my feet from stumbling. And so in reading this psalm once a month, I can have occasion to reflect on the last month. So from April 26th to May 26th, my feet have stumbled. I mean, Physically, obviously, my feet have stumbled. I've, I've tripped over corners of the carpet and any number of things. But I don't think that's exactly what the psalmist is talking about. I think the psalmist is talking about the stumbling that we make in our walk, this pilgrimage, walking home, walking back to God, walking back to the garden, walk, this, this, this pilgrim pathway. We stumble, we fall, we sin. Uh, we, we lose our temper, uh, our, our hearts crave and lust after that which we should not. <clears throat> um, any number of ways that we stumble, right? 
And so this psalm reminds us <laughs> that the Lord delivers our soul from death, our eyes from tears, our feet from stumbling. When we stumble and fall, he picks us up. He, he doesn't leave us. He doesn't, he doesn't give up on us. He says, come on, let's go. Get up. Let's keep going. Like a parent to a child who stumbles along the way, so our God is there to teach us to walk, to walk more, more faithfully. Verse 12, how can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? Oh, Lord, you have been so good to us. You didn't need to forgive us. <laughs> you didn't need to send your son. He didn't need to go through uh, death. He did it because you loved us. You sent your son. And so how do we repay the Lord for all this goodness? So there's kind of a an earnest question here. And so again, praying the Psalms gives us language and it raises thoughts to our mind that we probably wouldn't think on our own. And that's why we pray the Psalms daily. How can I repay the Lord? Ask yourself, how can you repay the Lord for all the good that he has done to you? Now, now we it's not payback as in, Lord, I'm going to pay my way into heaven. You know, you did this for me, but I, I'm going to pay my way. You know how people do that sometimes. They're too proud to let somebody pick up the check for them. It is hard to receive. There's something in our proud, stubborn hearts that will not receive gifts. But life, salvation and eternal life is a gift. How can I repay the Lord? I, I can't. I could not possibly ever pay you back for all that you've done for me. And so here's what I will do. <laughs> I'll lift up the cup of salvation. I'll call on the name of the Lord. I will, I will hold fast to that cup. I will drink from that cup of salvation, probably, you know, foreshadowing the, the, the cup of uh, the, the cup of the, the, the new covenant in, in Jesus shed blood. I will call on the name of the Lord. I'm going to keep calling on you, Lord. You're going to keep saving me and I will fulfill my vows. I'll do what I'll do, Lord. I know that I can't repay you. I can't fully pay back all that you've done. But what I will do is I'll lift up your name. I will let people know you are my savior. I won't hide that. I'm going to lift it up. I'm going to make that known. We do this in worship. We do this in conversation. And then I'll fulfill my vows. Um, we really don't take many vows in the course of our lives. I mean, we make lots of promises, but a vow is the kind of that sacred promise that we make. And so I have made a set of vows, just had uh, an anniversary, right? Wednesday was the family birthday, the, the wedding anniversary. So recall that I have made uh, marriage vows. But I, uh, this, um, there's there's a couple other Psalms that, that speak of the vows as well, but this Psalm in particular repeats it twice. This, this, I will fulfill my vows in the presence of the Lord. So I've made four vows, sets of vows in my life. I made a membership vow when I joined Trinity Presbyterian Church back in Charlottesville, Virginia, 1981, I think it was. First time I'd made a public profession of faith in Jesus Christ and I took a membership vow. 
So that's my deepest, longest vow, is my vow to be a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. So I, I remember that I have vowed to follow Jesus Christ and to be his disciple. And then, May 24th, 1986, I took marriage vows, and I, I, I vowed to be a faithful husband and to take Krista as my wife. And so for 37 years, by God's grace, have fulfilled that vow, okay? And then the third vow I took uh, was on October 4th, 1992, as I stood with Krista and we took a baptismal vow on behalf of, uh, as parents, as we presented the first of our children, uh, Turner, uh, uh, for baptism. As he received baptism, we took a vow to raise our children uh, in the fear and nurture of the Lord. We feel we've done that we we continue to 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 do that we need to continue to guide and teach our children that changes over time but the baptismal vow right to raise our children and set a godly example before them and then the fourth vow that i've taken was the ordination vow on the afternoon of october 4th 1992 so the baptismal vow in the morning turner was baptized in the morning and that afternoon i was ordained to the ministry and I took the ordination vow to be a minister of, of word and sacrament. And so I'm, how many years into that? 31 years uh, into that uh, ordination vow. So this psalm gives me an opportunity to renew my vows month after month. So every month I am renewing my discipleship vow, you know, my membership vow, discipleship vow. Uh, my marriage vows, my baptismal vows, and my ordination vows. Have I fulfilled all of these vows perfectly? Of course not, because my feet do stumble, right? But the psalm reminds me, gives me an occasion, invites me. So let me invite you. You have taken some vow. Perhaps if, if you've never joined a, a Christian church, please join Greenwich or another church and take the membership vow. You, if you've presented your children for baptism, you've taken a baptismal vow. Um, you may serve as an officer in the church, as a deacon or an elder, and so fulfill that vow. Marriage vows, right? And so, so the vows that, that I have taken, you may have taken in, in some way as well. And so <clears throat> use this psalm as an occasion to renew those vows and, and to ask God to strengthen you for faithfulness. And then finally, uh, alluded to this, earlier in the in the reflection verse 15 precious in the sight of the lord is the death of his saints what a verse to ponder death is horrible death is death is 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 the work of the devil and death is is grievous and tragic and it is all those things and yet death is also precious. It's precious in this when the death of God's saints, when they come home to be with him, what a precious thing. They have run their, their, their race uh, with perseverance. All the days ordained for them were written in God's <laughs> book of life before one of them came to be. And, and when the sum of them was complete, God called them home. And it's a precious thing. When God's people run their race, they, they run through the tape and, and the crown of life is laid up for them. Paul reflects on this, right? I have kept the faith. I've run the race. I've fought the good fight. 
And so this psalm is an extended meditation on death in, in some ways. And, and I love the way this closes. And so often when I will put out a prayer chain notice of a church family member who has died, I will often attach Psalm 116, verse 15, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And so again, let me invite you to contemplate these matters as you contemplate and remember loved ones that is as painful and tragic and, and, and sorrowful as that death of a loved one may have been for you, there's another perspective that there was a precious home going and a precious reception unto the Lord. And we aspire to this ourselves. So we stay on our pilgrimage until God calls us home and our own death becomes this precious event. And so this becomes an occasion for us to pray into the future when each of us dies. Let's be praying now for our loved ones who are grieving our death. Let's, let's maybe write out some verses that we want read. Uh, maybe there's some kind of thing that you would like to say from beyond the grave, an envelope that is opened and read at your funeral that you can say, you know, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And I pray that you will, as you grieve this day, you will understand this is a precious thing that has happened to me. You know, I mean, it's a strange thing to contemplate that, but I believe this Psalm and others invites us to such contemplation. So the Psalms begins with sorrow, with, with a, a heart that is in trouble. The Lord hears, the Lord answers. How do we repay? We, we live this life until he calls us home as, as best and faithfully as we can. So, Well, friends, thank you for uh, your kind uh, reflections. Many of you have reflected uh, that these 28 uh, psalms that I've shared have been helpful to you. Um, I pray that all the psalms will become your favorites. Um, we'll put a bookmark here. We'll, we'll open this book back up and probably come back to this theme uh, maybe at another point in the year uh, just to keep it going. But, um, but thank you. And so let's close now in prayer and we'll pick up on Tuesday with a new topic, okay? Let's pray. Such rich language here we find, Father. And so simply thank you for hearing us, for protecting our simple hearts and keep us simple-hearted, trusting in you, loving our neighbor, following Jesus. Help us to be faithful to the vows we have taken. Thank you for picking us up when we fall. And Lord, um, in the death of our loved ones that we grieve, Lord, would you bring some relief? And as we pray towards our own death someday and our loved ones who will grieve us after we're gone, Lord, may there be comfort, may there be peace, may there be hope, may there be faith that is inspired. Until then, Lord, we're gonna keep on this pilgrim pathway and trust that you will lead us all the way. As we make our prayer in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, may God turn his ear to you this day and listen to the prayers of your lips and of your hearts. And may you be faithful to follow him this day and forevermore. Amen.